Hello everyone and welcome to this week's edition of The Rosé Room. Oh, you can't hear me. Cashin can't hear me. Cashin, are you on? Hello? See, you can hear me. Oh my goodness, hello? I'm, my phone's going crazy. It's just another Wednesday around here, really. I'm, I'm more than delighted. Um, how are you doing to this week, Cashin? I am good. You guys were a little sad because we just recorded an entire hour episode that we Deleted. deleted so we're doing this again um and hit me baby one more time. <laughs> i'm okay with it um so anyways i'm doing great um it is a lovely tuesday actually one day before we drop this episode so it'll be very current it's been skin on my teethy teeth lately with this recording Taylor has been our podcast editor since we resurrected the rosé room so um kudos to her she's done a great job thank and you very much I know thank it's, you it's, shout it's out to final to cut pro and my mac that treats me <laughs> like I'm retarded but it's fine I know I'm not allowed to say that but I really do feel like I'm just held back like I don't know how to do this it's challenging it is and I feel like I apply so much like into having to learn this and I just no matter how much I do it like my brain does not like to the average person this would seem normal and I don't know why it's TikTok and Final Cut Pro for me that are just the bane of existence and I just feel reels I'll I'll throw in that too I feel less equipped every day less less capable daily but that's okay I'm here I'm out here I'm ready to go Uh, and how are how are you what what's new nothing too crazy guys I'm still dealing with my car drama um did get a rental it's cute it's red it's red um I hate that, but it's I okay. I have a white car, and I, it's either got to be white or black for me. Um, but it's fine. I'll deal. Um, but yeah. We're surviving. Today we have a very interesting show because it is the cringiest of all pop cultures, but not predicated before we talk about Black History Month. It's gonna, yes. It's the start. It's the kickoff. It is the Black History Month first podcast episode that we are doing this. Um, we are going to be featuring black stories throughout the month, um, every episode, usually at the top of the episode, um, as multicultural women, we think it's really important to acknowledge this really, really special month. Um, and we couldn't do that without talking about the recent passing of Cicely Tyson. Oh yeah. Super sad. Um, for those of you who don't know who she is, she did pass away on the 28th of January at the age of 96. Uh, she is a, an American actress and a formal model, um, she really broke barriers with her roles and the portrayal of African-American women in film. So historically, prior to her taking on uh, some of her more notable roles, uh, African-American women had been portrayed in servitude or prostitution or drug addicts or some type of plight. And, you know, she really wanted to take on roles that showed women as they were with dignity. And so she's really remembered for a lot of her, not only her screen work but her philanthropic work uh she's been emmy nominated or and received emmys oscar nominated and received oh my god i'm yeah, really butchering this no i but really still. enjoy her i enjoy her and she was in a lot of movies like uh, in our lifetime too like i feel like a lot of the people um who have these careers before our time we don't really get to see or highlight and i think the nice thing about cicely tyson was even in my youth you know watching her through the Medea films and you know just having that really strong black lead character was always such a fabulous thing to see in her um and she played supporting acts very well um so i'm 
so happy that we brought that up. I'm actually happy that we're doing little cameos of, um, you know, Black History Month because it's important as black women to definitely be uh, talking about our history, talking about uh, the culture. And in next week's episode, we'll have a little bit deeper and less somber news. But um, thank you, Cashin, for adding that to our podcast. I did yeah. not actually know until yesterday that she had passed away. Yeah. Rest in peace, Cicely Tyson. Um, she leaves a very, very big legacy behind her. And, you know, we love you. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in queen. peace. Um, so the next story that we're going to talk about um, is actually the tech finance news. No, you have to back up. She's cutting out a whole one that I love talking about so much, and it's Army Hammer. You have to talk about Army Hammer because it is the cringiest of them all. It is the whole reason we're calling this pop cringe culture because it's the cringiest of it all, and I love it. Okay, so long story short, because we will only spend 60 so- seconds on this topic, <laughs> I swear to you. Um, Army Hammer, who is this man? I'm I'm less into the culture of the world. So, Cashin, tell us Army Hammer, who he is, where is he from? Um, so if you guys keep up with any type of entertainment news, um, you've probably heard about the Army Hammer Army Hammer scandal. It is very strange. Uh, Army Hammer is known for his roles in Gossip Girl, which is where I know him from, The Social Network, Call Me By Your Name, The Man From Uncle, etc. He's a well-known star from notable feature films who has become ensconced in a very bizarre scandal okay and when she says ensconced she very much means it because this is like the most all-american looking person he's beautiful six foot two so fine like in these like very girl heavy dramas um yeah he's just like a boy classic hollywood handsome yeah he's just very like you would look at this person and you're like wow like this is the epitome of like White privilege and handsome whiteness. <laughs> handsome whiteness, exactly. <laughs> that should be the name of the episode. Um, so basically, if you're not familiar with this scandal, uh, last week um, it really came to light that a woman on Instagram shared text messages allegedly shared between herself and the actor that spanned from 2016 to 2020, where the actor appears to have a cannibalism fetish. You heard that right. Yikes. Um, an Instagram user posted screen grabs of direct messages and texts. Some let's say from hammer i am 100 percent a cannibal i want to eat you i need to drink your blood why the distance um other texts read of him calling women his slaves and that he is their master um and the texts that were allegedly sent between this woman and army hammer span from 2016 to 2020 okay when he was still married to his ex-wife wait, wait, wait. elizabeth chambers you're talking about like chopping people up and drinking their blood and you have children you are married and you yes and, and not also that, has two children your mistress also did this with you for four years was she so, was she also weird well and here's i who knows i mean and that's that's the best part of this whole thing right like when you're a celebrity and you like to hook up with the little people um the little people don't get remembered it's just you and the weird scandal that's now you know sullied your Got your it. wholesome name um so and it's ex- not just her no so his ex-girlfriend courtney vokovich i apologize if i said that wrong uh reported that he told her that he wanted to break her rib and barbecue and eat it that is a direct quote Um, another instance said that he wanted to cut off one of her toes and keep it in his pocket so that he always had a piece of her in possession and that he likes the idea of skin in his teeth (laughs) i honestly cannot relate um he is also accused of having an affair with actress lily james uh who has been condemned or he has also been condemned by other women who have dated him like jessica cincian enriquez who claim that the disturbing texts are absolutely real Oh my god. I guess what's interesting about this whole thing is that I'm not 
I mean, the fetish is obviously so strange, but I'm judging him because he's dumb. Like, you are dumb. dumb. If you are gallivanting around town with a very niche fetish that you probably don't want your wife and two children to know, like, lest we not do it on Um, social media. the non-disclosure agreement and stay off the internet, please. Because it's just, at the end of the day, like, like Kasha was saying, I think wealthy people famous people people with very little limitation in their life um love to be weird because it feels like they can like it's it's the first feeling they've had in forever well yeah i mean and if you guys take a moment to look up this actor if you haven't already like i'm sure that he's not hearing no a lot of the time he's absolutely gorgeous he is a well-respected actor so i'm sure that that in and of itself gives him a type of privilege and access that gets it, it can be numbing yeah so when you and Our, how, okay, and how many times have we, like, met madams, or, like, specifically in my makeup career? I'm meeting sex workers pretty consistently, AVN, um, all of that. I am, girl, there are things in the world I didn't know existed, mm-hmm. um, and I know that this doesn't, like, at glance, it's, like, cannibalism, but it's not, is it? It's, like, it's so different. So, what's interesting, and you can look up this article or this story anywhere, but I liked the article from Rolling Stone because they actually brought on a dominatrix from New York who said that cannibalism fetishes are kind of normal. Um, not normal, they're but common. they're common, yeah. I should say. Yeah, but also that it's more of the psychology of having possession over somebody and wanting to be wholly consumed by that person like it's an obviously it's a very it has very little to do with the consumption of human flesh rather than the possession of somebody um although there are people who obviously like to like the idea of eating other people um that also is a fetish but she from her analysis of the text and the screen grabs she was saying that it doesn't seem as though he wants to actually eat people he wants to consume the people he's around and i feel like if you were really going to murder someone and eat them like you wouldn't be telling them you know what i mean like, you just do what, it. what a way to go to jail <laughs> you know what i mean so that's why I'm like, you left a paper trail get, all over yeah, instagram of how it. you want to barbecue people i get why she feels you know a dominatrix would feel that that is a possession fetish more than it is a cannibalism fetish but either way you slice the pie it's creepy and it's weird and i'm sorry if you're totally into, if you're into cannibalism i apologize but i think it's personally not hygienic i'm sorry no there are i mean we live in the era things. where we can't even be breathing the same air let alone eating people i think that what is so crazy (laughs) we can't even share a coke nonetheless (laughs) we can't drinking each other's blood we can't be doing that Uh, we can be eating people's ribs arbitrarily or keeping toes in pockets but i do think that there's something to be said about the lack of discretion with this person of army hammer having these types of relationships or saying these types of things to people who clearly don't share the same fetish so you leave yourself pretty vulnerable to ridicule to and scandal to yeah and scandal and embarrassment right i mean there are two people sitting in a construction closet right now talking about a very private message between two people who that. probably never thought that they would ever the, have this painting the picture if this man heard us talking and he's yeah. like these two idiots are in a construction closet talking about absolutely. me absolutely they need to like focus on their list um <laughs> i'm just the main key for me here is also that um, this is an homage to anybody who comes into money. If you want to do something, not even something weird, but if you want to do something, make people sign non-disclosures. Just Please. talk to your lawyer about whatever weird thing it is. They're not legally allowed to disclose it anyway. And then just say, write me a contract that bars anyone from ever telling anyone 
of what I'm doing, especially if it's something that you don't want someone to know. Like, yeah. it's fine. There is such a thing called penalty with money, um, and I love to see it. So I'm like, good for her not signing that paper. <laughs> Great also <laughs> for she other people, like, out here just doing whatever. Yeah, it's very this, it's very Stormy Daniels of it all. So, oh, you know, my it's God. just don't the even, scandals out. Don't even let me get on that spiral. Uh uh, okay, sorry, Army, you're weird. We yeah, judge we you for to being see it. dumb, dumb, dumb. Yeah, so I mean, I think more what eclipsed the very um, specific appetite he has is that he is an idiot for yes. putting this on the internet and doing it with the little people. You have to the find people. people, the normies, normal people, <laughs> the little people, people who are not famous. You are a famous actor. Like I just get it together. After work, and I've just had like the longest day in the world. I just don't want to go home and hear my husband's nonsense about how he wants to chop my off i'll be like you know what i don't go to work every day to hear about how you want to chop off toes that, and drink blood. Oh my God. okay well he's not i'm sure he's not dating like a modern working woman like these oh. are probably like beautiful she instagram models who are just like way. nicely ca- i'm by the way i'm totally yes, we have no I'm idea totally assuming i just know that nobody in their right mind no would be saying that to either of us <laughs> at the end of the day they're i think people know us well enough at the end of a very long day don't say anything least of all um you know dismemberment Okay, so, so um, the other thing that wasn't on our list that we can talk about very quickly, another dead person, Dustin Diamond died. Oh, super I can't sad. Saved by the bell. I'm so, you know, he had a terrible attitude, but I, <laughs> he did. Oh my God. Taylor just, goes, you know what's really sad? This guy with a terrible attitude died. It is, because I feel like that's like, you're angry about so many things. You're a childhood star. You're the awkward childhood star at that. You know, you're, like you were the one at Saved by the Bell that was kind of like the thin one, not the athlete, you know. Yeah, he definitely just, wasn't typecasted as the cool guy. Correct. So I feel like, yeah. you know, his public appearance or his public figure at post that was always highly like combative or argumentative or like crazy yeah and what's sad is that he died three weeks after his diagnosis of cancer which is so sad not a long time of notification so that's another just sign from the universe saying like hey make sure like you're living your days not so angry and not so crazy because it's a lot like the world is a stressful place I can only imagine being a child star and then yeah you're dead three weeks later it's just that to me was so sobering reading that story Mm -hmm. Of just like, you know, because that's what how I always viewed him very angry, yeah. um, and, and his public values. So Super I'm like, sad. I'm sad that he's dead, but that happened this week too. Um, it's not a good week to. No, I don't know. Dustin Diamond and Wall Street died the same day. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, that brings us into our next story. <laughs> so sorry, um, for the insensitivity, but it's funny. So whatever. Um, we are definitely going to be talking about the GameStop and Robin Hood of it all. I think it's really important because um, there's a lot of misunderstanding about what happened exactly yes. and how people... It really segues off of our last episode where we talked about stocks and how you can get acquainted with the lingo, get acquainted with these trading companies, yeah. um, what platforms you can participate in. Love it. And so um, this is really Taylor's wheelhouse. Um, I can contribute here and there. But what we're going to break down is what happened if you don't really understand what happened. Okay. So first and foremost, GameStop is like all over the news. I think that's been the biggest news story. And AMC. And AMC, yes. Um, But basically what happened was there is this thing called in Wall Street or in finance a short Uh, When you are trading paper stocks, there is a concept where you can take a client's money as a hedge fund, charge the client for that share, and not buy the share. You can bet against that particular 
thing um, or that particular company. And if it goes down, you still got 10 bucks from your client. You may have only paid four, so you made fees plus $6. So this is how hedge funds have been getting rich for centuries. If anybody saw the uh, the big short, did you see mm-hmm. that? with Christian I did not see it, but it is on the same premise but with real estate it is and 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 he also made a ton of money with a couple other stocks like there's a couple S&P 500s that are highly undervalued um so he had just come out with another uh, I forget his Barry Michael Barry is his name there you go um he had just come out with a paper probably like six months ago about the SPY 500 uh, it's the S&P 500 but it's called SPY and it's mm-hmm. just like basically they invest in the top 500 companies on the Nasdaq so he is also the one who is the big short the movie's about. Uh, and the craziest thing about it is is that, that was a, he was a hedge fund. So he was a hedge fund screwing another hedge fund. This is interesting because now what's happening is retail investors are creating the same waves. So they basically gave us a year off, gave us $1,800, and was like, watch every movie you possibly can. And I think The Wolf of Wall Street and The Big Short on the Reddit streams have been the biggest I've seen. So for those of you who are in the lingo right now, but maybe didn't understand what you were reading, essentially what happened is people on Reddit, which is an online bulletin that you can customize. Specifically Wall Street bets. (laughs) Yes. Specifically Wall Street bets, which is in, it's a sub thread of Reddit Mm -hmm. or a subgroup, Mm -hmm. I should say, um, where they share information about the the stock market. And as Taylor calls it, chatter. She's like, it's "It's chatter. chatter. It's just, it's not advice. It's what people think. Um, it's obviously how people coordinate attacks. I think it's not the only app. I've, obviously, it's not a very safe and secure one. It's still definitely dominated by the Web 2.0 police in the world of it, you know? Right. So basically, these people decided to really screw a hedge fund. So what had happened in layman's terms is that the subreddit group of uh, Wall Street Bets decided to invest in GameStop. Yes, they noticed so. the short. So mm-hmm. ultimately you have to kind of make this public information when you do this a little bit. It can be hard to find, but one of the amazing people in this group noticed there was a very large short in GameStop. Well, the idea on these subgroups also is support. So yes, while there was a big short, there's many companies with big shorts. We've all seen them. But what made GameStop and AMC very interesting is they're two millennial brands. So they're somewhere, you know, our age has been patronizing their whole lives and notice that Wall Street doesn't believe in that and that those companies ultimately get suffocated with funding when these shorts are happening or they're not meeting maximum value. The issue can be is has GameStop really changed its continuity of business like you know if you sucked before you're probably gonna suck again so i think you know the support of us saying like oh we love gamestop we think it's great it's fabulous because you just screwed you know melvin capital out of you know five billion um but at the end of the day is that going to be the healthiest choice because that business isn't changing in its entirety so yes they did over buy these shorts driving the price up of the share and now basically like Melvin Capital couldn't cover or could you know couldn't like and, pay those bills. And why a short and why these people wanted to do that in order basically the hedge fund bet against games GameStop. Yep. People wanted to counter that by, hey, let's throw a bunch of money into it and make sure that these people who just did the short against GameStop lose out on a lot of money and then everybody else, like the little people, get 
all of these gains yeah, and get to pull yeah. it right out. And there's two plays here. So the first play obviously was that big attack that we are all reporting about still. That's like where it went from $17 to like 500 almost. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the end of the play. So the real end of the play would be keeping those in a squeeze or holding on. I'm sure if you read Reddit or anything, hold on for dear life. Um, or diamond hands, as you've heard it. Just keep them until you die. Um, it ultimately... Like when a hedge fund sees that uh, another investor comes in, because usually it's not retail, it's another hedge fund, they'll say, you know what, we're going to double down. We're going to bet even harder against it. And we're going to say, let's go straight to hell in a handbasket together. Um, That is that's the case because they can war back and forth between each other. If a lot of retail investors end up not selling for gains, um, yes, it will absolutely continue to lose hedge funds billions of dollars. Um, And this is really a continuity of a finance term in theory that we should all be learning as millennials. Um, There's conversation, should shorts be allowed? There's conversation, should there be more regulation on Wall Street? Um, And the truth is, it's never going to happen. Billionaires will still dominate no matter what. And until we've had the internet for 50 years, and we've been doing this to them for 50 years, then maybe we'll have some regulation. Um, I could also see regulation happening when someone can't cover their bill. Like there will be a time when a hedge fund won't be able to be bailed out by another hedge fund. Um, I don't know what will happen then um, because they've shorted a lot of companies. Um, they could very easily go bankrupt if not paying attention. And I think that the coordination will have to go even off of online chats, right? Like, you know, these aren't safe places. Reddit can scrub things. Uh, you know, they can delete things and they do. Oh my goodness. Some of the best comments I've seen get deleted. Mm-hmm. So that's just for your information to really be paying attention. Um, but that brings us, you know, to what else is going on in the world. Um, if you do listen to Wall Street Bets or really any of the news outlets, I feel like there's two dichotomies going on. There's millennials and Gen Z telling you to buy AMC, BlackBerry, Nokia, um, AMC, or uh, GameStop. What is the other ones? A silver is a big one. Oh my God, silver. It's a mm-hmm. big debate in silver. But basically... My, and crypto. And crypto. Mm-hmm. Um, I will always be an advocate for crypto. Please buy as much crypto as you guys can afford. I think it's a lot less dramatic um, and it's not controlled by the concept of a short. Uh, there's a lot less uh, debauchery happening in cryptocurrency because it's a lot, uh, you can't control it as much. Yeah. The stock market, though, I think that there are some great plays. I will preface this by please don't buy anything you can't afford to lose. Um, and that's like, for me, the stellar one this this week is Nokia. Mm-hmm. I think like when I got my Square app notification saying like, you can't buy Nokia at $5, I think that was the statement to me that was like, oh, this is this is where it's at for me. I can't afford a GameStop diamond hand situation. Holding on to a $500 stock would be nearly impossible for me at this point and just having to purchase a home and all that. Um, but definitely choosing some of the lesser um, priced things, not necessarily like the lesser good things i don't think i think Nokia yeah, has if, a better just plan. because the stock is is less expensive doesn't mean it's not value exactly uh, you know and so you know the amc stocks the nokia's i mean yeah blackberry is 13 hip bucks. is one of the pine island by the way that's my stock tip to you guys in bft um love a pip uh, yeah um and the, the reason why I think that that's a really good stock to buy is because it's a venture capital company mm-hmm. and a majority of, majority of their board sits on Biden's cabinet. So they've already gone up. Um, I have a couple shares of that and my lovely boyfriend is the one who gave me that advice. Um, but again, that was... I think I bought it for like $14. Yeah. Um, so it's not anything that you guys... That isn't attainable. Um, you know, 
you um, prefer to buy in whole stocks, which I do. rightfully yeah. so. Yeah. And, um, and the reason that that's important, Cashin, when we talk about whole versus mm-hmm. partials is because what you're seeing on Robinhood of, and, and Square App of why you're not able to purchase at the limit you want or why you're not able to execute orders is mainly because they're a fractional base, like Acorns too. Like they're all fractional. So you're technically like buying other people's stocks and mm-hmm. then you're buying them in fractions. So I use E-Trade because I find it to be the easiest it does take a few days to sign up so if you're like on there and then it seems like so overwhelming um so did facebook when we first got it look at it every day navigate it read it buy something on it try it there is hundreds of youtube videos on how to execute sales on e-trade <laughs> i promise i that's how i literally learned e-trade youtube like it was 45 year old fat white men sitting in their house teaching me what a limit order was mm-hmm. what a market order was i literally just sat and and watched videos and i had to watch them 27 times Okay, like don't feel like I got to this point mentally with investment by not doing this a hundred million times. I definitely encourage you guys reading. I definitely encourage you guys trying out things, buying things. Please know that when you do sell a stock, a tax event occurs. So if you made money on anything, like if you paid $3 for a stock and they paid you 300 for it, you will be paying tax on $297 you know, of it or $93 of it. So just be sure that you kind of read enough not to be dangerous to yourself and that you really do like the stocks and the values. Like I think that Nokia having 5G contracts with ReefShark and Verizon and AT&T and everybody is, you know, going to be way worth because like Verizon's trading way high. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if you believe in a cell phone company, you should believe in manufacturers um, and the 5G world. Like I'm into AI, I'm into all that. Like it's the only way that our world works. Um, and I love cryptocurrency still. Buy all the crypto you can. Um, I was telling Cash and I really didn't get into cryptocurrency until I learned the disconnection between what was going on in our payment systems. You yeah. know, having 15 different payment systems depending on what application you're using and then the amount of money that you're paying to get a card swiped through and money in your bank account is, you know, two to three percent. And no offense, but that's twenty to thirty thousand on every million. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you could be paying, you know, sixty, seventy grand, a hundred grand if you were even making an average amount of money in today's economy. So please just be very aware that the technologies that cryptocurrencies possess have to do with a smoother and less expensive payment. Um, for the world and mm-hmm. um, and oh and you also lot learned about dot crypto and dot zill mm-hmm. do you um, just, should we tell them about these things I think we'll save that oh, for okay. another okay. episode right. um, it's pop culture but we actually got a really positive response about our finance segment last week and so I actually want to dedicate a full episode to that okay. um, and break it down because we actually got a lot of females who reached out to us who said that they want to become more financially literacy, uh, literate oh God, as yeah. I can't even literate. say financially literate um, but they don't feel like they have a lot of channels um, where they can understand it and it, a lot of that doesn't filter down from uh, female voices so we definitely want to dedicate more yeah. episodes to that type of conversation um so we'll probably resume that next week i want it to be like a brunch like where one time a month you basically listen to us and it's like you know talking to your girlfriends at brunch about like politics and money Mm -hmm. i don't think that these things have to be highly argumentative i don't think they have to be partisan i don't think that they have to be um you know anything more than just a bunch of people sitting around telling you what they believe in and how they invest their money in that so absolutely so we'll we'll touch back on that in a more granular level um which the last story actually speaking of political um 
it'll dun, be a dun, quick dun. aside. Yes. Um, but North Carolina DMV finally removed the Confederate battle flag option for license plates. Oh, how does my that God. make you that feel? That was a thing. I yeah. I'm okay. sorry. This is news and information. She's dropping a bomb. <laughs> I'm sorry. You could buy a license plate with a Confederate flag on it. Absolutely. So oh. here's the reason why I wanted to talk about this, and we'll make it quick. Um, it is Black History Month. Um, yeah. A lot of these types of conversations with the um, idolization of the Confederate flag and how we take a look at that as society, I think, is really important. Um, I've heard both arguments, like, what good does it do to take away those uh, monuments, Confederate monuments, or y- any type of, uh, I guess, like... Anti-freedom, correct. Symbol, <laughs> correct. Uh-huh. Um, just talking about it um, and, and why why would we take away pieces of history when they happened Um I don't I know. That. How do that's you feel? Like me, How do you that's feel? That's like me breaking my nose and saying, I don't know why I get plastic surgery when God made me perfect. Like, it's broken. That's number one, uh, first and foremost. Well, also, I think in um, a very specific way, when it comes to, I, I think that anybody can agree that if you go against the government on the level that the Confederate flag represented, it's actually treason. Yeah. Um, so you're celebrating um, American treason, not yeah. actually American freedom. Yeah. And it's become like an, it's become a racist occult symbol, hasn't it? I mean, we, we, well, we don't live that. in an era where like KKK is and like, no, we do. Not, and that's the not, thing. Well, okay. Yes. But also like you and I never like casually drove by a clan rally like I I no, was not born into but I think it's also important to note that I had my neighbor in middle school had a white mom and a she had a um, biracial half-sister and uh, somebody who claimed to be the KKK left a note on their door saying that oh, they yeah. were not welcome in this neighborhood. Um, and I feel like that is exactly what North Carolina has been trying to say Oh, and by the way, this is Henderson, us. Nevada. Yeah, and, and I feel like that's what North Carolina has been trying to say to the country for a while. I mean, like, th- that's not the number one state that everybody's trying to move to from new countries. So I think it's just <laughs> another statement of, like, how antiquated, ultimately, the Southern community in America can be. Now, mind you, they can also be the most forward-thinking. That's the crazy part. You look at Miami, you look at New Orleans, you look at all these amazing places, Atlanta, Georgia, I'm obsessed. I just think that the harder part for these communities is the uphill battle of extreme amounts of slavery um, a very short amount of time ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm sorry, my phone keeps going crazy, but um, there is just something to be said about, you know, we've really only had 100 years outside of this type of behavior, where, and we've really only had 20 years where it has been completely and totally unacceptable in a political arena. So, you know, I, the most profound moment to me of where we are as a country is when Kamala Harris and Joe Biden were standing on the same stage, and she's like, but you sent me to a school on a bus on a black bus Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know that's just the statement is now people who otherwise were disenfranchised have to participate in the same way uh, with people who ultimately made their lives extremely difficult and I think that is more of a statement um, to participating as a black American citizen Um, we do have a lot of I mean and I'm light you know I'm I'm light you're light um, comparatively so I mean just having the bourgeois privilege of being well, I, I think, well, I think being racially ambiguous presents its own um, privilege, Probably, I guess, yeah. if you will. Um, but also, you know, people, my sister and I were talking about this literally last night about how this guy who was trying to hit on her would just kept making it a point to point out that she was brown. Oh. I kept saying, she, you're, you're brown. She's like, so? Yeah. She's like, what about it? He's, she's like, why do you keep saying that? He's like, well, you're not white, so. you know? And it's just, it was such a weird thing. She's like, stop saying that. Not that she's doesn't want to be acknowledged as brown or a person of color, but that he had to then make it a, a point 
to let her know that you are other. Oh. And so, you know, it's, and that's why he's intrigued. And nobody wants to be fetishized or fetishized yeah. by their um, race, or nobody wants to be constantly beat over the head that you're not the standard. I mean, how many, ta- how many times have people called you, like, your beautiful chocolate drop or, like, your like, caramel just, honey? Oh, my God. Just make it. Oh, the food of it all. Just make it. Oh, my God. <laughs> by the way, um, this famous person, who I'm not going to mention, um, used to call me his Nubian princess, which I was absolutely not. And I was like, what is that? Nubian. Oh, my God. And, and he's we like, that's just, his dark because you are a medium tone, and Indian is, like, the deepest, darkest. I I just, and I just hate that. Like, I understand that we are different, uh, or, you know, that, like, my, seeing a person of color might be a novelty to some, but please, it's not a novelty to me. I have to see it every day. Do these people live in Iowa? I feel like those are the only people who still have not seen black people. Um, And even, even they are very nice. Like, that's, it's very crazy. That is the sad part to me, is that someone had to go through hell and high water to get that Confederate flag taken off of a license plate. Yeah. And that is the statement to the country is it's it's not that I care that you're racist. It's not that I care that you're Republican or Democrat. I actually really don't. I, I was born impartial. Like my, my mom doesn't vote. I don't vote. Um, well, and she does that because her faith prohibits that, yes, right? Religiously, so, I choose mm-hmm. not to vote, but I do participate in my community. Uh, how many times have we done homeless shelters? How many times have we women empowerment? There are things that you can do to be contributory to your society. And I, this is why I don't live in a Southern state. Dean and I had been offered Texas many times. For people who don't know who Dean is, that is oh, Taylor's husband. husband, um, who yeah. is, uh, he's, oh my God, I literally he's never had to say this. Cari- you know, it's British Caribbean. I was going to say British American. It's British. Black. Car- yeah, it's, <laughs> that it's, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's black British technically, but Afro Caribbean is what they call that in England, um, which was also a very interesting dynamic. I didn't know that Jamaican people or people from the Caribbean were the main population um, or a very large subpopulation of the black community in England. Um, and coming, uh, Dean has always felt a lot of racism in England. It is a racist place, no matter what you like, uh, and it you know it's also a great place. But I didn't want to move to a southern state because I was concerned that a person would just stare at me and be like you're white he's black this isn't acceptable and Mm -hmm. we would travel and it would still be slightly awkward in these southern states fast forward 10 years I feel like there's so much more opportunity you know like you can't be racist if Google's there like Texas you know I feel like really has come up for the for the right (laughs) amount of money you can make someone not racist um and that's really where I've I've been it's 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 another homage to the world trying to be a better place with this but I'm sad that you know we're at 2019 or 2021 are still talking about how confederate flags are happening and that you know segregated proms ended five years ago in Mississippi like Yes, we are far behind, uh, but so far ahead at the same time. And thank God we live on a coast. Thank you. Well, you know, also, I think a fun (laughs) fact about Nevada and Southern Nevada in particular, um, it used to be called the Mississippi of the West. Um, Please do not think that Nevada is a blue state by any means. Southern Nevada is very blue. I'm sorry. This one Um, place called Las Vegas, you can do whatever you want. And a little bit of Reno. And a little bit of Nye County. You can do what you want. And then the rest is extremely non-accepting. Yeah. And I think that there's something to be said about that because even my mom coming from from California to Las Vegas, she said she had experienced her first... run in with racism um my mom is white but her preference is people of color as her significant others and um she was um really attacked for that way of saying your mom's in a black guys i love it well i think that because i i don't even want to reduce it to just that because i think like again it's 
it's a statement because it, it's not just black guys. Like my mom's best friend was black. I see. Growing she up. Just, you know what I mean? The culture of that is something yeah, she identifies like, with more. Being with um, her other best friend was a gay man, like Got a gay it. white man. You know, so like, and my family had been so blended that being not being in a diverse setting was new to me. So I'm mm-hmm. like, of course people are different. Who cares? Like, what are we talking about? But, you know, racism is very active, um, even in this community growing up. Like, I was constantly reminded that I was not white, as mm-hmm. that man pointed out to my sister that she's brown. And you grew up in a very white neighborhood, so. Very white neighborhoods um, with my white family, who I love more than anything, who made me feel absolutely one with my family, you know? And so it wasn't even that. It's when you go outside and you have to face... Um, children who are unfiltered and you know very much a product of their environment the most hateful people on earth are <laughs> children people. have you ever heard of that um, the yeah. worst people ever under five <laughs> yeah absolutely oh my gosh um but yeah i mean i even had a kid in my high school um like tell our teacher who was black and myself that he was a neo-nazi and he was oh. proud of that and it's just like what on earth Sir. is going on get out and he was not kicked out of school for that he wasn't even kicked out of class it's just little things like that where it's like that re oh my gosh oh my gosh you guys I'm sorry I'm so that reinforcement of uh you know uh, of otherness and so it's just it's interesting to see that uh North Carolina is having to be confronted with um the error and their emblematic statements with uh the confederate flag being on a license plate is disgusting so and it's unfortunately not even probably the worst thing that's still happening oh no my nana's husband is from North Carolina and his family still lives there and they are incredibly racist and he's like what is happening um but it's also an homage to how much i love the internet and how much you know like axel my my nephew and my niece remy are just like so cute they are just two of the little whitest babies in the world and i was telling my niece the other day i'm like yeah like some people don't like the fact that me and your uncle dean are married and she just like couldn't like she like looked at me for a hard minute and she's like wait i'm so like lost what do you mean and i'm like yeah yeah yeah. like somebody like wouldn't necessarily like that in some of the states that you've visited and she's just like why why (laughs) and i'm just you know it's so hard to explain to somebody who at eight to ten years old otherwise would have no concept of color color and i i've gone back and forth with this because my mom being mixed race as well has always been something where it's like it's chocolate grandma and it's vanilla grandma and it's you know it's the funny of it all but it's really a dichotomy where these kids grew up not knowing the difference Mm -hmm. and i love that the internet and that such a big portion of our children will never be touched by that ignorance because it's really important that they have a, a fair opportunity and their friends have a fair opportunity. I'm never saying let's forget about like Black History Month or or not talk about the dichotomy of our past, but I think the pure intention of not understanding why someone wouldn't want your aunt and uncle to be together because they're different colors physically um, is beautiful. And I think yeah. that the fact that my sister hasn't even you know introduced her to other people that don't have that same belief is also beautiful. So yeah, well, and that's a statement, right? Like, hey, Remy is like has made it this far in her childhood where at her age I also thoroughly understood that being black was not Absolutely. a good thing. I did too at her age. I, yeah. I think being you know having my parents be an interracial couple as well was always a contention that I didn't understand and, and my dad being Jewish so you know Jewish and then you're married to a black and white person not the most loved bunch in the world but I just it's so strange to me because like I even remember like growing up and like having people have an opinion on gay marriage yeah. and I just could not understand it was like yeah. why do you care? Yeah. Why would you not 
want these people like how does that I didn't understand how that was even a conversation side note if you Crazy. haven't listened to or if you haven't watched Fran Lebowitz's this thing oh I already watched it okay uh, incredible my favorite love her I love how she's like why would a gay person ever want to be married but that's not my business I she was just cracking um, me up she said day. there's nothing better for a community than angry homosexuals exactly. they get things done and then once <laughs> you get things done and they're happy there's no better place to live and I'm like hello San Francisco New York definitely Thank you. Wa- and she never Los, did the San uh, Francisco thing she always did the New York thing and it was a lot harder you know you could still go to jail for dressing as a man or dressing as a woman if you were a different idea androgyny was not acceptable mm-hmm. um so i think you know the dichotomy of that too if I, that's just a side note if you haven't heard or seen fran lebowitz recently she is phenomenal you She's should i binged it over the weekend and talk about a funny funny individual like so funny. deeply interesting she's like i do not forgive okay my people are not ones of forgiveness she's like those people who didn't like believe in jesus those were my it was just such the interesting mind of a very sophisticated jewish woman who has lived through a lot of trial and tribulation and if you're not gay and jewish you will still find this extremely interesting i am not gay or jewish exactly. and i find her inc- deeply interesting please watch it so. it's on netflix directed by martin Scorsese he literally interviews her the entire time as she touches on a lot of these topics as far as uh, being in a very progressive city um, and coming uh, and how that actually came to be because it wasn't always that like she you're in the midst of progress we get to really reap the benefits of that so yeah um, and, and if you like these types of stories too I was telling Cashin earlier this is not actually an ad I don't get paid from these people but Blinkist it's like blink and then ist is a place where you can read a lot of these like short things so i was learning about friendly what's actually through something on there and um it just got me more interested so if you're looking for more inspirational things that you can be inspired by that have to do with lots of different topics because i'm finding instagram and reddit and all of that kind of draining um, and i had to find something that was going to fulfill me in a way that wasn't consoly based around the news so if you're looking for something that is more on the self-help through all like money finance like politics like fitness every walk of life check out Blinkist it's an app it actually is amazing and you can find out more about cool people like Fran Leibowitz on there so um is there any other topics Cash, that we didn't I, I think we're good for today it's a pretty long episode so we'll kind of let you guys digest uh the confederate flag and cannibalism on your own um we will resume next week per usual um, so thank you for joining us please make sure that you like um subscribe and rate review it really helps us out um and you know every Wednesday Taylor we, we drink, drink pink, pink.